0: Truth to the state capitol. This is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander Jack Rickens on the voice of Lincoln 1499 3 KLIN.
1: All right, folks, Monday, November 21st. I just was reminded it's Thanksgiving weekend. Um, week, weekend. And I just was reminded we had a show by my great producer, Johnny Cadillac. Uh, Johnny, where would I be without you? I, I, I oftentimes wonder. I mean, yeah, you said, true. wait, we don't have a show on Thursday? And I said, no, it's Thanksgiving. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and Friday, folks. So there you go. A little programming note. Uh, Tuesday, we have a 45-minute show. Uh, Wednesday and Thursday, we do not have a show. Oh, we have a show on Wednesday. Oh, my bad Thursday See, and like Friday, I said folks, we don't where would show. I be without johnny um, we're a good team, Jack. We are a good team we are a team that's a, we are an effective team that 's important. Right. Um, I am your host, Jack Riggins. This is drive time Lincoln uh restoring American values, bringing common sense and sanity to the capital city, and God knows what else, just dispelling the rumors and the craziness out there i 'm excited for today 's show. Uh, I would be remiss if i didn 't give Democrats. Uh, a little love today and say Mayor Larian Gaylord Baird has announced her re-election campaign uh, for Mayor of Lincoln, Nebraska. So there you go. We got a lineup. We've got Stan Parker and Suzanne Geist on the Republican side and the current mayor, LGB, seeking re-election. So there you go. That's going to be a big fight, given what just happened in the terms. And speaking of the midterms, we've got uh Wyatt Cassidy.
2: Oh, thank you for having me.
1: Here from uh, the University of Nebraska, College of Young Republicans, something like that. Yep. I just say young Republicans. How are the young Republicans holding up? Oh very good. We had uh Jim
2: Pillen? Yep, he's he spoke at our meeting uh the Wednesday before that the guy election. Yep. The governor elect. Yes. Cool. Uh that's the highest uh turnout we've ever had for a meeting. He spoke for about half an hour. Um, I think that helped a lot of students get uh, 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 motivated to vote. Um, and he spoke a lot about his pro-life values. And uh, that actually uh, reached to a, a lot of our uh, s- students and organization.
1: So the governor-elect comes out to motivate people to vote. Um just an observation. How do you think? In that, I generally college eighteen to twenty two, probably twenty three or four. If you were me, yep. so I gotta, I gotta give a six year <laughs> window there. But uh, how do you think most people? Do they think, hey, we're taking voting seriously, or at least go do it? What do you think the turnout is of an average college student or your student body?
2: Uh, I think the average student does not always understand the value to vote at. Midterms, they cared the most about just the national election, if it's Biden or Trump or um, that type of election. But I think with the way that re- Republicans performed, and they, I would say that they underperformed, I think that uh, really um, helped our students understand that you have to vote not just every four years, but every two years
1: yeah so have you read anything we're gonna talk we're gonna get we're getting wyatt's assessment obviously younger generation on the uh midterms um but it's also one of these big pushes and I've actually talked about it uh with some other consultants uh last week on the show about Republicans in particular reaching young people now in one way here in Nebraska, like Don Bacon and folks up in Omaha have been doing a great job um putting together. Young folks are not only helping, but they're active in the issues. But I want to ask you as a student, how are Republicans doing good, bad, not so good medium in reaching out to young folks like yourself and getting you excited to be part of the values of America and the party? Uh,
2: I think that's uh, an issue that Republicans have is trying to reach those uh, that younger group. Um, I read that. Uh, this. Oh, he's going to the notebook. That's some uh, serious stuff there. During these uh, midterms, Republicans gained 10% um, in that. Uh, of the voting base? They gained in the, the 45 to 64 year old base and 12% in those 65 and older. Okay. But they lost about a, uh, a quarter of their base in that young, that 18 to 29. And I think that was largely driven by um, Roe v. Wade, uh, which um, the Democrats voted um, based off of how they viewed.
1: Okay, but I got to talk about that one or I got to ask you because I find this argument, not your argument, but clearly that sentiment from the Democratic side worked. But it's all emotional there. Abortion is legal in damn near every state in America. Okay, so that's the fact. So the Democrats spewing and crying and talking all about that, it's a political ploy to get votes. That's what it is. The fact is a vast majority of Americans are forever going to be able to get an abortion regardless of what I think or anybody thinks. There'll be some states that do what they want to do and there'll be others that don't. But on campus, in the young crowd, I'm curious how that topic plays out. Is that a big issue amongst y'all walking between class or having your little <laughs> sit-downs? Like I don't I don't know factually because it's like factually you can go get an abortion.
2: Uh so right after midterms, mm-hmm. we began to do some just some in-house uh a polling of those in our organization, and ninety-three uh, percent of our students are o- pro-life in our organization.
1: Okay, well and that makes sense. You're conservative. It's a very
2: and and that number is a lot higher than I'd say the than Republicans as a whole because the people that would be in our organization are more than likely a lot more involved, a lot more a, a passionate. Um, but yeah, I I think just the way that the Democrats have pushed the national narrative about abortion. Uh, st- students do uh, feel that they don't have that right anymore. But again, they, they have that right. There's no laws that it right block it. But that's logic has never stopped a liberal in the past from bad ideas. <laughs> well, that's so, true.
1: And I mean, uh, it's cool why right, that you can identify the narrative versus the facts. Um, that's why you are a young Republican. But I'm I'm curious as to how that plays out. Like, um, you know, did you see our Democrats out on campus, you know, protesting and talking about the student union, you know, when Roe v. Wade was overturned? And then as we led up to the election, because I'm certainly familiar with the national media as well as social media pushes to emotionally charge that Democratic Voting base, and, it, and clearly it worked, which shows me that people vote emotionally in some level and can't get down to the second, third level and actually think. They just go, oh, my Democratic handler told me I should vote this way. So I guess I'm just going to vote this way. And Joe Biden's awesome, even though why is he sleeping on TV? I don't know. Huh. You know, um, but I mean, do, is there anybody on campus with a, an argument or a counter that's logical?
2: Uh, no, it's hard to find a, uh, a logical a counter argument. Uh, I know there was a lot of uh, pro-choice advocates we had at the, the, the union about six weeks ago, but the turnout there was very low, I'd say less than 100 students. So
1: Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, let's go to some of the races because you had a huge crew in here uh, pre-midterms. And we'll get to it definitely second segment because Donald Trump has announced he's going to run, which is like just bonus in the sense of we were going to talk about midterms because you guys all had different thoughts on that. We were making predictions. But talk to me about midterms, any specific races you were tracking, interested in. Clearly, no matter what the polling said, most conservatives would go, oh, conservatives underperformed. I will just say a win is a win is a win, and people that kind of get into the pity patty, even on the conservative side, that there wasn't a red wave, uh, welcome to America. Everything (laughs) is slow change, and it's designed to be that way. Rudder corrections, not mass wholesale change. Otherwise, we'd all just go crazy and have a civil war. So um, in the end of the day, Republicans all across the nation had a big win, but clearly, yes, it was not a red wave.
2: Yes, we – so Republicans did take back the House, which I think is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, we retained the amount of seats that we had in the uh, Senate. Um, but the races that I was the most interested in, at least at the state level, was uh, Mike Flood. Okay. Um, he had a pretty, I'd say a pretty con So Mike Flood, o- Congressman. Um, and I think uh, what's... Deck out to me the most at the state level uh, was that those, um, I guess to go back on the whole um, abortion issue, those...
1: Well, yeah, go go wherever you want. Pro-
2: <laughs> those pro-life uh, uh, policies seem to really help uh, U- Upilin, who's, from what I understand, completely against abortion.
1: Yeah, he's very, very pro-life.
2: Uh, and uh, Mike Flood seems to, he, he hasn't been as vocal about the issue, but he does hold those pro-life values. I would say he
1: hasn't been vocal about it, but the Democrats really, really made it about that with him, based on his six-month temporary term and his votes, where he just voted party lines. And uh, But I also think that's Nebraska. I mean, mm-hmm. generally speaking, if you get a statewide race in Nebraska, it's going to be conservative. Period. End of story. Statewide. Yes. It's not statewide, and here in Lincoln, I mean, you might... You you know you might have robberies up to five hundred dollars to a thousand dollars here within a year. I you know I can never know. You know what what our democratic well, mayor is going to do.
2: And I mean I would I would also say that when you go to the the national level that, oh, frankly, this idea that those Trump endorsed the well, candidates the,
1: the, uh, reform bad. Well, I got to do my best, Mitch McConnell. The candidate quality is really important. You know. <laughs> That's. <laughs> a, it, I mean, that's basically, you yeah. might as well, it's just, I mean, have some, hey, Mitch, have a little bit of ounce of truth in when you speak. You're a freaking elected representative, long-time serving of the United States people. Like, just say it. I don't like Trump candidates. Like, just, I wish Mr. McConnell would say that. Sorry, I got off on a sidebar there.
2: And, I, I mean, I guess <laughs> to be on that topic of uh, Mitch... um I think we, we we hate on Joe Biden a lot for his bad health. Mm. I don't know if McConnell is that much better with a lot of the stuff that he says.
1: Oh, uh, That's a g- great one, why? because I'm going to tell you right now, and yeah, if I was in my uniform and I had to play the game, I'd be like, Senator, Congressman, all this, even Mr. President. But I'm not, folks. I'm Jack Riggins, the radio talk show host Drive Time Lincoln. <laughs> so I get to say Joe. I get to say Mitch. Um, no, I'm going to tell you right now, I, it's absolute no for Mitch McConnell and Joe Biden, for me,
2: McConnell. I,
1: I actually wouldn't vote if both of those guys were up for president.
2: We had a. I wouldn't do it. We had a a poll up last night, um, with the college re- Republicans, and McConnell was voted the least liked Republican in the country, and I think that, um, that also could be the fact that he is uh, he has those uh those anti-Trump views. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I just think it's because. He is a, well, he, a rhino. I mean, he.
1: Well, I'll just call it. He is the embodiment. I hate to say it, he's the embodiment of what the Democrats say about Republicans. White, rich Republican. I don't think he started out rich. I don't know if he's rich. He's definitely rich now because he's been a senator for so long. But he and he has a lot of power and influence. And I think people have seen through that ever since Trump got on the stage and just he exposed it. Not that Trump is always right because he's not, but. He had he vectored people to look in areas where we never looked before, and all of a sudden you're like, "Yeah, Mitch McConnell's a very powerful Republican, but I just think Mitch's time is coming gone." That's just my opinion, yeah. And it sounds like a lot of the college Republicans think the same yes. way.
2: <laughs> um, but I mean, I, I guess if 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 I if I look at the midterms and I look for those highlights, I think it's that uh, in. A Lancaster a County, that the voter turnout was up. Uh, I think w- whenever we had talked, it was at 57.5%. Um, and within that, uh, the the votes that were I- I- same-day voting is what allowed our, our Republicans to win. The, the, the early voting uh, killed us in a lot of ways. For a while, it looked like, flood might not win mm-hmm. blood actually led for a while before oh, yeah um but so i think that that it was a it was a highlight in it um it just you signify that you, you have to vote yeah. y- during the midterms
1: i will say let me say kudos to everybody out there that did vote uh because it's one of the big goals on this show is to get everybody one entertained enough fired up enough to get interested, to then do your own research so that you can then be an educated voter, because there's a big difference, um, but nonetheless turn out and vote. Uh, because I can't think of anything, and I've tried really, really, really hard over the years sitting in some weird places on this planet to think what makes America so special. And probably the number one key cornerstone besides the Constitution, right, which n- none of us helped create, is the fact that every citizen gets to vote. And generally speaking, we believe our elections are free and fair and we work hard to keep them that way, so your voice counts. Um, And it's just not that way in many places. And so when you don't do it, um, to me it's kind of like spitting in the wind of America.
2: The argument that I always make with that is whether or not you think that your vote counts. And I can argue that it does. I can argue that it does not. But not voting will only make your vote not count because you're not even going out there to get your voice heard.
1: Very simple approach and right. And you're, yeah, I mean, maybe it counts, maybe it doesn't. In the end of the day, do it because it's what makes this place special. And I would also say do it with a little research, ask some questions, get to know the issues, just don't blindly vote. And you hear me say it all the time. I mean, generally speaking, since I've been alive uh, 40 some years, one third of the people vote in our elected officials, and that is just crap, right? Think about that. One-third of the population decides who gets voted in in elections across everywhere day-to-day in the thing. And it's like, really? I mean, that makes no sense. And you wonder why different areas of the country aren't represented by their elected officials in some things. Let me ask you before we take a break, we've got one minute, um, just your thoughts on early election absentee balloting and that stuff
2: i think if there's one issue that republicans need to work on before uh, the next election cycle it's to eliminate all early voting and i know that so you not, want it all gone I, yeah that's not a very uh, popular approach but it, i don't even if it's a maryland or an absentee vote which i did vote i i voted uh, with an absentee ballot because i am an out-of-state student here but i think that just for uh e Election and integrity. integrity and to make sure it's to know that you're, to, Yeah, to, to really trust, I think that all the early voting should not be allowed.
1: You know, if they can find lock, if they can find lock and key that there's major fraud, we probably need to go to that. Otherwise, I don't think it's going away. 1499.3 KLIN.
0: You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on
1: 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, we're back. Uh, Wyatt Cassidy's in from the uh, University of Nebraska College of Young Republicans or something like that. Give it to me again, Wyatt.
2: The University of Nebraska Lincoln College of Republicans.
1: Oh, why? why are we okay. We got to denote that it's Lincoln because we've got more, more entities out at the other University of Nebraska colleges. Yeah, I get yeah. it. I get yeah. it. I get it. You guys know Wyatt. He's been in here. We're talking midterms and different things. Uh, you think we should eliminate all of the absentee? slash mail-in ballot, opposed to military and people that aren't going to make it like yourself, you know, out at college.
2: Uh, yes, I would just make, um, whatever date the election day is, which it was November 8th this year. Just, just make that a national holiday. So then your work would have to legally allow you off work to
1: go mm-hmm. vote. I actually have said that before. I, I wouldn't have said two years ago, I'm a fan of that, but you know what? Um, America, by most uh, historical standards, overworks itself anyway, even though it seems like we have tons of holidays. um, I think that everybody, given how important voting is, um, if it requires a federal holiday for everything generally to stop – and go vote, then that's what we got to do. Because we can't have one third of people participating in elections that no,
2: basically terrible. set the
1: fate of all of us and the world. That's if we can maintain our power on the global scale. I don't know, it's dwindling fast. Um, I want to ask you another question about the election, real quick, or maybe I'll tee it up for the second statement. I want you to think about if you thought border security uh, carried any weight in this election if you thought there was any reverberations from covid and the joe biden administration just thoughts from those sides because a lot of republicans thought those type issues would really bolster republicans and it just seemed as if maybe everybody forgot those issues or maybe to your point abortion um the emotional part of that really carried the day we'll be back with wyatt on klin 1499 swimsuit check sunscreen check phone charger check
0: Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, ninety nine three KLIN.
1: All right, folks, uh, we're back here, second segment, November 21st. I am the host of Drive Time Lincoln, Jack Riggins, uh, you know, restoring American values. I shouldn't have to say that or do that, but it just seems that uh, the vast majority of Americans that live in America today don't even know what American values are or where they come from or... How we uphold them. And uh, a lot of times we just think, hey, we just want to make up new things and be damned what consequences there may be. Um, and it's crazy. And of course, in the capital city, bring in common sense and sanity, because uh, at least here in Nebraska, Lincoln happens to be uh, kind of the democratic battleship, gold star, if you will. You know, people people really around Nebraska like to cherish Nebraska or Lincoln as the Democratic stronghold, which makes me sad because when I go out west and I see cowboys and people that in Nebraska, again, I was raised in Fremont, so I wasn't really an Omaha or Lincoln guy. Right. But I can remember back then. Right. You, You think of those as big cities. They're really not folks. But for us, they are. But most Nebraskans identify, you know, with more of our Western type culture. Just period, end of story. Even people that live in Lincoln and Omaha, certainly conservatives. It always saddens me when I run into other conservatives just you know five miles west of Lincoln, and they're like, oh, you live in the Democratic Socialist Republic of Lincoln? And I'm like, yes, I do. I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm like, we're fighting for you here in Lincoln. Uh, Wyatt Cassidy from the University of Nebraska is on. We're getting the young opinions on the midterms, which I like. Um And why you always do a good job. You've thought through everything and, and it's pretty interesting. You've talked about Thank a you. couple of races, um the flood race. I, I was fearful of that race only because there was a special election. And so mm-hmm. the vote count was already out there six months before. um But surprisingly, he actually won pretty easy for, to be honest. I think With he the- won by 10%. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he overperformed in this election than the special election. Yeah. Or they they were about the same. And I was kind of – I thought Lincoln would work really hard to turn that vote. Um, But maybe there's just not enough Democrats in Lincoln to do that. But in the end, he won. Nebraska's pretty much red. I asked you before the break about uh, a couple of issues because you had said that it just seems the emotion behind the abortion issue really fired up Democrats. Um, And I'm sitting here thinking – why didn't border security, why didn't presidents performance inflation, you know, maybe the pull out of Afghanistan as well as just bigger policy things motivate people, even if they were left to look at it and go, this is a serious problem. Our inflation, you know, my uh, my can of noodles is costing four dollars right now, even though Democrats would tell you that that's what you need to do. You need to s- sacrifice your gas to go buy a can of noodles so you can eat but they forget to tell you that the can of noodles is now $4 instead yeah. of $1 because um, they don't seem to be able to do the basic math of what inflation is. Um, but, hey, opinions on that, on those issues, because I think those are big issues. So I think that uh, in
2: regards to the um, border security and why that was not a huge issue for these midterms is, because oh frankly, the news did not uh, cover it like they did like they did with Trump um, when Trump was in office, the news was more well Trump is a a racist he's a, a bigot he hates to have these quote uh, Mexicans to to walk just to walk over the border to build a wall It's a horrible idea um, and I think uh, when Trump would go on tv and he had a rally and he would uh trump trump does like to brag that's i think that's uh, i think everybody knows i think everyone (laughs) knows that he definitely bragged about what he did on the border and that that is what helped him win in 2016 Mm -hmm. because he would brag about what he would do and in the 18 midterms um he bragged about everything he had done Mm -hmm. and uh he, he bragged again and he still brags now but um i i read that uh the, the monthly in counters at the border are averaging a hundred ninety eight thousand with Biden, and they were a quarter of that under Trump.
1: Yeah, we're up four million extra Nebraska, or Nebraskans, <laughs> Americans right now. Not really. I mean, yeah, Democrats they're, they're, will give them anything long to vote, but, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's unprecedented the numbers that are happening. So, but you're saying then that there are vast. Number of Americans that are completely brain dead and just going with whatever channel they watch on TV. I think,
2: and I, I hate to generalize half of the United States, but if if after you have seen what Joe Biden has done in his two years as the uh, as as the as the leader of America, and you have no issue with it, then I think that you have been just. Watching the news, you can't make your own opinions because I don't think there's any logical voter or any illogical American that can go out and and think.
1: Now I read some articles that several Democrat caddies—we're talking nationwide now, right? So we'd be Senate seats, uh, Congress seats, you know, wherever you know, governors tried to distance themselves from him a little bit. Um, but it does seem that many Democratic voters did separate their candidate in their local area from Joe Biden now me personally i think that's very dangerous cuz the whole the whole thing's a machine so as soon as they get elected they just lock up and do the same thing yep. but but were you surprised by the essentially success where the democrats held ground
2: uh no i i think republicans really overestimated how well they would do um i think a race uh that isn't talked about enough now that the election is over was the dr oz race okay uh did dr oz and john oh yeah F- fetterman i think fetterman so- who's
1: a walking heartbeat away from death uh he i love that guy i love the fact that this guy basically has done nothing is nothing can't speak um, is this Biden, or are you talking about a federal... Well, no, this is now becoming the new... Okay. This is becoming the new national democratic template, I think, is what you're alluding to. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but he, we could call him Biden Jr. Uh, I mean, even Hunter gets along a lot better than those two, it appears. But anyway, um, yeah, I unbelievable. And I have friends that retired and live in Pennsylvania, so I'm following them, and they've just lost their minds. Like, it doesn't even make any sense that he could win. Now
2: as a re I, I as a person who supports trump and as as a person who likes a lot of what he's done oz might have been the worst in
1: endorsement that he made right so there was a lot of talk because that primary was really contested that oz of the primary candidates had the worst chance of winning Against a Fetterman I've heard a lot of that talk well he's every kind of gets into the politic part of it you know
2: Oz is everything that Trump tries not to be I mean Oz he I don't want to say he's a establishment voice but he's not uh, Oz can go both ways on a lot of the issues and I think that that's what Republicans are trying to get away from they want the guys like Trump or uh, Ron DeSantis, DeSantis so or they're, Governor Abbott. you
1: speaking to the bigger thing of internal Republican national level friction yeah. of these different type of candidates. You know, I have to be honest, when Oz first announced he was running, um, I only knew him from the Oprah show. <laughs> and so I fell off my chair because I was like, what? That guy's a conservative? Like, I didn't think that Oprah Winfrey, at least late in her career, ever had anybody on her show that was a Republican or a conservative. And, I, you know, I think Oz... Um, honestly, I think your assessment is pretty good. Establishment Republican to a degree, but I think you play the game with Trump. But I I wouldn't surprise me if he's a little left too, but it doesn't matter. I would have voted for him if I was in Pennsylvania, obviously. Um, It's just, how can you run a campaign like Fetterman did and be who it is? And that's where people say, God, this guy represents us all. He's going to do a great job up there.
2: Well, I mean, we asked the same thing about Joe Biden when he won. Yeah. Um, And I think... That goes back to that um, a Democratic voters just aren't as educated, I would say, as re- Republican voters. Um, and I think that what they liked about at least a Fetterman is they, they viewed him as a out-cider. Because he wears a hoodie? A one of them, yeah. He, he wears a Carhartt hoodie. <laughs> um, I don't know if he owns a tie. Um, yeah.
1: I don't have a problem with that, but um, the fact that they... Again, think he's qualified for the job is is kind of interesting um, and, and surprising. It goes to your point. Now, I wouldn't say – I would just say Democratic voters and Democrats in general as a machine are more lockstep in what the game is. And they're doing – they're running a good game right now. And conservatives have had a hard time understanding how to counter it. Um, and I would agree that they tend to be able to emotionally charge up their base more so than Republicans yeah. – Um, but who knows? I mean, in the end of the day, there's a lot to be excited about. And, uh, you know, there, there will be some checks and balances finally in Washington. And then as you go down ballot into States, everybody's excited that we'll have another conservative governor who you've met. Um, and I would think here in Nebraska, most things will stay the same. We're well represented at the national level. Um, and that's great. Um, but in places like Omaha and Lincoln, I think it's just always going to be a knife fight. And we really have to worry about the rural-urban divide growing in Nebraska. And that's not just Nebraska. That's a That's almost a everywhere. Nationwide. But it would yep. be something that here we didn't have to worry about too much. I would say just in the last 10 years, it's become really apparent um, that it's here and it's growing. And I, I think most Nebraskans would say we, we don't want that. Mm-hmm. Um But it's also, you know, the the Democrats have a vote, right? They get out and do their thing. Um, What else had your attention? Uh,
2: I would say um, another uh, huge issue, I guess, that's came out of the midterms would be uh, the Republicans, I'd say, as a whole are beginning to pull away from Trump a little bit.
1: Um, And I think that's a. Well, you can just thank your buddy Mitch for that. I mean that's that. I mean Mitch McConnell is going to go down in his grave as anti-Trump, and that's that's his choice. I just don't think it's a smart choice until. Well, he
2: doesn't make the, a lot of smart choices.
1: I, I don't think that's a smart choice until the Trump thing plays itself out one way or another. I mean, if he's the primary winner, then he's our candidate. If DeSantis is, he's our candidate. If it's uh, if Pence decides to run, like, come on, Mitch, like, don't get involved. Just let it play out, right? But I don't know. Maybe Mitch is smarter than all of us. Uh <laughs> No, I think you're right on that. Here, I, I'm going to change subjects for just a second, then I'm going to come back to okay. the Trump thing because he did announce. And again, you had the panel of guys in here, and I, I, th- I thought the three of you had interesting, different takes, each one of you, which was cool about the Trump man. But this question is: you probably hear a lot lately. Certainly, the national pundits and conservatives they've been very hard on the FBI lately. Yes. And so, as a young Republican, just a young person. What is the sphere views of the FBI right now as just a normal citizen who's going to college? Like, is the FBI working outside of their lane at times? Is it compromised by senior leaders? Is it all fine? I mean, it's hard to say because there's a lot of people been beating up the FBI lately.
2: Well, I I don't think the FBI has been in their lane of work in a long time. Um, that, the raid of Omar Lago, I think, is what began to open up a lot of eyes to the corruption. Um, and most of their in investigations are... So do
1: you think that that was kind of a witch hunt, maybe? I mean, now I will say, they're probably... They wouldn't have a raid unless there was compelling There evidence. had to be a document it was, it was or something. classified information, but any of us who have been in classified information understand there's a litany of it. And, oh, by the way, I mean... Um, I think anybody that's worked with classified information, including a president who probably has access to it, knows that uh, there's different levels of whether it's a crime or not a crime if it happens to be at your house. But nonetheless, they did raid a former president unannounced, uh, unprecedented. And I
2: think if they want to raid Trump's house and they go to the public, they talk about why that would be fine, but only if they also – W- were to raid
1: um Hunter Biden. Right, wouldn't that seem f- in a fair world, right? Like the way I would see it is, oh, like if I'm the senior executive, like if I'm at a command in the Navy, yeah. right? So like let's say I'm the commanding officer of the Navy, which is simply small time just like Joe Biden commanding officer of America. But if I was a commanding officer and they said, "Hey sir, the guy you took over from um he took some classified stuff to his house." well, I'd say, "Oh, well, let me call him, right, and, and tell him, or let me send a petty officer down there to retrieve that, and it would just happen. So what I don't understand is why you launched the FBI down there instead of, like, a decent field agent around mar lago just going up there and saying, hey, these are the type of things we're looking for. Can you help us out? Later, you can do a lot of raids, right? But to make it, again, uh, magically, the media knew it was going to happen. And so it became a political tool. I don't know that the FBI did anything wrong, but the narrative, that which we've been talking yeah. about a lot of this show, really spun a lot of people up. Looked like there might, might be some working together, leaking of information to lead to political hits.
2: Well, I think that, so the FBI right now is, they're in, investigations have been very, uh, a liberal driven, I would say that Biden has uh, weaponized the organization. Um, I guess to really to, to target those re- Republicans a lot more, and the Trump is their biggest uh, threat right now. Why? Because
1: he he might expose if there's left leaning. It would have to be left leaning senior leaders that are allowing their they're being compromised in their oath a little bit, and that can happen. Um, it's certainly not mass, though. It's got to be very small percentage that might be doing those things. And, of course, they should have checks and balances. right? What would you suggest we do about that, though? Like, let's say Trump gets elected, or maybe Joe okay. Biden has a change of heart. What would you think? Because they're not investigating Hunter Biden. It's been pretty compelling evidence there that yeah. Joe normal people can find.
2: So, are, 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 you, are you trying to ask... Like a way to get those checks and balances Well, yeah,
1: just like, because the FBI is an organization that, when operating good, just like the U.S. military, is really good for us. Yeah, right. But if, you know, if I decide that I just need to go whack people on a target just to do it, that's not good for America. Right? You know what I mean? I'm I'm breaking my oath. All right, hang on. We're going to get back to you in a second because I want to get that answer, give you some time to think about it. Johnny, I still got time or I got to close it out? Oh, Johnny says i got to close it out. All right, we'll come back. we got we got Wyatt in the hot seat on a question he didn't know was coming. K-L-I-N, 1,499.3.
0: You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1,499.3 K-L-I-N.
1: All right, we're finishing up Monday's show. Wyatt Cassidy from the University of Nebraska, Lincoln College of Republicans. Took me a whole show to get that. There we uh, go. Let's finish up on the FBI. What do we got to do to make sure it's flying straight? So I think the key to getting the FBI back on track
2: is this is a, uh, I guess a new view that I've had. Um, I would
1: in the last ten seconds.
2: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I would make it a branch of the, uh, uh, a military. Ah, and interesting. That way, it's not always controlled by the executive branch and it would become less. uh post- so
1: out of the department of homeland security and into which by the way i don't know I'd, I'd have to ask some experts i don't know that to be honest i'm not a big fan of department of homeland security i'll just say it right there so i don't know when all the move happened and everybody got consolidated that in the end that was a good thing for different organizations i don't know but that's my thought trump i want to ask you about trump what's life going to be like the next two years with donald trump running for president
2: well, when Trump was the uh commander in chief, uh life got a lot better for a lot of Americans. Um and I think if if he were to win again, life would get a lot better. It can't get much worse. He's got Biden. a proven
1: track record, doesn't yep,
2: he? Yeah, he has a proven track. Uh he's done a lot more. He did more in 4 years than Obama, Biden, Clinton did uh together. Um so but I do think these next 2 years you will see a lot of attention not just between trump and uh the establishment like it was last time but it'll be a lot of the republicans you're gonna have mcconnell um even mccarthy uh and desantis has began to to kind of pull away from trump
1: yes or no question is trump gonna ha- path to the white house gonna be a bigger fight with the republicans or the democrats
2: uh for sure republicans
1: oh there you go why cassidy from the university of nebraska lincoln college of republicans on fourteen hundred 1499.3